0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by, from the streets of Moulton, Amy Crimson. So thanks for joining us today, Amy. Hello. So Amy, I'm really excited to have you on the show. So um, I, I, first of all, like I have to ask, because I, you know, I've seen some of your stuff on YouTube and all that. So I want to know, like, how did you come up with your character and where did the, the name Amy Crimson come from?
1: Okay, so this is actually a funny story. So at first, when I first started wrestling, I didn't have a name. So Anthony Carelli, aka Santino Morella, he basically gave me a practice match and he just gave me a random name, Amy. So um, fast forward like to later in the night, I was given a match and I didn't have a name. So the announcer came in and said, you need a last name. Amy's not going to work. So we're thinking and we're brainstorming. And then what happened was I was wearing crimson lipstick. And then she's like, "Oh, Amy Crimson." I'm like, "That works." And then that's how my name got created.
0: Yeah, I really like the name. I think it like really stands out. It kind of reminds me of like a like a '90s like kind of like superhero kind of name or something like that from one of those like old cartoons. And I really dig it because I'm a, I'm a '90s kid, so like anything like that reminds me of the '90s. I really like I really like a lot. So now I'm um, kind of like going a little yeah. bit back you know, in reverse. So um, you told me like about how you came up with the name and stuff like that. Um, what was your inspiration to becoming a professional wrestler?
1: Um, so, um, and I think it was um, No Mercy. I think with Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar, when Eddie Guerrero won the title, and then just Lita matches and Trish Stratus made me like want to do wrestling. But like, I think just watching the match itself and like the character work just draw me in at eight years old. I was like, that's what I want to do.
0: So I'm assuming like.
1: And then, yeah. And then.
0: So I'm assuming like Lita was probably like your favorite, favorite like female wrestler growing up.
1: Um, actually, it was like I think it was it was Lita, but it was also Trish Stratus, cause a fellow Canadian. So <laughs> I gotta love for Trish Stratus. Um, but yeah, those were the two women's wrestlers that actually were my favorite growing up.
0: Yeah, like I, I have to be honest with you. Like I, um, I grew up in
1: Ooh, the '90s,
0: so like I, around the time mm-hmm. where like Lita and Trish really started like to become like a really big deal in the women's division, I, um, I mm-hmm. unfortunately like was going through that phase where I was in high school and you know wrestling wasn't cool enough, you know, because like that's like all my friends <laughs> fell out of it as well. So it's like I missed that yeah. whole entire era. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I regret it so much. Cause I feel like I missed so much through throughout like the ruthless aggression era and stuff like that. And I'm grateful that I got back into it when I did. Cause I, you know, I got to see the women's evolution and stuff like that. And I, mm-hmm. I saw it before it like really started to happen to like a lot of people, you know, like talk about the women's evolution with like, you know, the four horsemen, but I saw it when like AJ Lee and Paige, yeah. when they were the two top dogs in the business. So I got the, at least witnessed that era, but I really do wish I would have seen that lead on Trish era, especially like when Mickey James came up. Cause I know that few between her and Trish looked really fun as well.
1: Yeah, that was, that was amazing. The thing is, is that like, I'm a ruthless aggression baby. So like, I'm like, I was born in 98. So I grew up all throughout the ruthless aggression era. So it's like the ruthless aggression era is like what I grew up on.
0: Yeah, and it so, looked like a really fun era to be honest with you. Like, not even with just with the, like the women's wrestling that we saw during that era. Like, Undertaker, like he did a lot during that era. I know that was like the era where like Evolution and Batista and Randy Orton mm-hmm. and John Cena you know, that it really like grew up in, and you know, I think that's when like Edge became the Rated R superstar. So it seemed like yeah. it got a lot. And like, if if the Attitude Era wasn't so good. I think a lot of people will probably be saying like the ruthless aggression. era was like the best time in wrestling and stuff like that. So it's, it, it definitely seemed like a really great era. It's just like, I don't know what happened to WDA. like Why did they go away with that? Cause it seemed like it was working really well. Yeah. So now Amy, now my next question for you. So you um, are a one-time battle arts Academy women's champion. So tell me a little bit about your experience winning that title. And like, what did it mean to you?
1: Um, so recently, like when I did win the title, like I was training for like, I think it was my second year training at Battle Arts Academy. And the, it meant so much to me because I worked so hard. But the main reason why it was so emotional was because the same year I lost my uncle and I made a pact to myself that I would actually win the title for my uncle. So when I won the title, it was so emotional because I wish he was there. But at the same time, I, it was a moment where I was like, finally, my hard work paid off. Like, I'm finally like known for something like it was just overall a great experience and a great opportunity, in my opinion.
0: So like going into that, like, how does it feel like because I, I like the access to it, like all the wrestlers that I have on my show, like when they win their first title, like. Knowing that you're going to win the title before the match, like obviously you can't necessarily go out there and show and have that like win face on. Cause then it kind of gives it yeah. your, like the fans and stuff like that. How do you bottle up all those emotions? And then when you finally like win it, then you can finally let it out.
1: Um. So going into the match, I was actually a heel turning a face. So after I would win the title, I would turn face But the thing is, is that like I had to basically stop myself from telling all my family members and everything like, hey, come to the show, I'm gonna be winning because it would like ruin the surprise because I didn't want them cheering for me because I was a heel at the time. Um, But honestly, it was very nerve wracking, just like the whole experience, like when you're just a small, like, well, you're green and then you're going into like basically like a main event kind of thing where you're going for a title. It's very nerve wracking. But I guess it's just showing some emotion and everything. So that's how I handled it, kind of.
0: And I think that's, like, really interesting that you were going in as a heel and then leaving as a face, like, I can understand, like, that's definitely a challenge, you know, really early in your career, kind of having that turn. Because I understand, like, in wrestling, like, heel turn or a face turn is really important. That, like, really sets the tone for whatever character you're going into. Like, if the heel turn is really epic, that really, like, starts everything off, like, really hot and gets people interested in it. Yeah. And vice versa, like, when you, when you turn face, you it has to be believable or people aren't going to grasp yeah. it right away. And I think that's always very important. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I agree a hundred percent.
0: So now uh, my next question, um, being, you know, and, you know, you, like you mentioned being green in the business and stuff like that. Tell me about like some of the biggest challenges that you have, you know, being, you know, like new to the business and stuff like that, because obviously if you're a well-established name, you're going to get all the bookings and everyone's going to want you. But when you're new, yeah. it's a little bit more challenging. So tell me about some of the things that you do to try to kind of like get your name out there. Um. Below.
1: Well, the thing is, is that, like, the couple matches that I did was, like, in an all-women's match. I don't know if you saw it on YouTube. It was with Rebel and Casey Spinelli, and it was with Allison Kay. and that was one of the matches that actually boosted my career, where people got to know where my name was Um, to basically help my career. Like, I try and, like, do as many promos and, like, vignettes as I can on my social media since, like especially since now COVID has stopped wrestling in Ontario completely. So it's very hard, especially now to get bookings, unless you're like out, like outside of Ontario. Um, I also like try to post my matches as much as possible or like just try to get as much recognition as possible so that my name can be elevated as like someone who's like greener than other people. So that's what I try to do as much as possible.
0: Exactly. And that's like the one beauty about the the popularity of social media. Like everyone has it and it's usually like a lot of people are pretty addicted to it. So it's like if you get your name out there on social media, that could really help, you know, set things off because there's a lot of wrestlers I know about that I wouldn't know about without social media just because of the fact that, you know, you know, back in the day, it was all word to mouth or something like that. Like it, it was a lot yeah. harder. And now, you know, social media, everyone has it. like pretty much, you know, even like, you know, our parents and stuff like that. Even some, some people, their grandparents yeah. have it like it's it's the best way to really get your name and your brand out there. And it, it does a lot it's just. I know at the same time, it, as good as it could be for your career, it could be really bad. Like people like will dig up tweets yeah. like that that you posted 10 years ago and you're not even that same person <laughs> anymore, but they'll judge you for it. And, you know, we've seen that happen in WWE where, you know, wrestlers get released based off of something yeah. posted years in the past. So it's like it's, it's a good thing, but then it also can be a bad thing. Yeah so now um i i have to ask that i know you are a little bit newer to the business and stuff like that but like as far as like match stipulations i understand like match stipulations can really be fun they can be painful depending on what it is is there any type of stipulation that you're really wanting to do that you haven't done yet
1: um honestly i would love to be in like a hell in a cell or a ladder match or any type of those type of matches because, like, I grew up watching it, and, like, it's a great experience overall, so, like, I would actually love to do any type of those. I actually was, like, able to do, like, a kind of like a Royal Rumble type of match, which was really fun, and surprisingly, like, I feel like all those match sets would be really fun to do.
0: So, speaking of, like, ladder match and hell in a slum match, because I know you said that's something that you really want to do. Would you ever do any kind of, like, leap of faith off the top of the ladder, like, do something, like, crazy like Jeff Hardy would do?
1: Um, I would probably, like, possibly do, like, maybe, like, a cross body. Um, in some of my matches, like, I haven't done anything, like, too crazy. But, like, I feel like once I start wrestling again, like, I might want to, dip my toe in the water and like maybe do a little crazy stuff kind of thing. So I wouldn't be not against it. I would actually try it.
0: What about maybe like an elbow drop off a top of a hell in a Cell, kind of like Shane McMahon style.
1: See, that's tempting, but I don't want to die after. That's the crazy part. I don't want to die after, but I feel like I would try it just for the sake of it for the fans. I would, I would try it.
0: It would definitely be something
1: that wrestling wouldn't
0: know. Because, yeah. like, like, I still to this day, like, here and there, I'll get on YouTube and watch, you know, like, Shane McMahon do the elbow drop The Undertaker at WrestleMania 32. And it's, like, it, it's, it's something that people remember. It's just, like you said, you don't want to die. And... I just I, I can't like imagine what like some of these wrestlers think when they do stuff like that. Do they think that there's any chance that they that may be the last move they ever do? Like it's just scary. like I don't care how safe and cautious you are. like you that's a long fall, and it's going to hurt. like you could land on the bed and I feel like it's still gonna hurt. Yeah. But now um, for my next question that I have. And Your this wind is, knocked
1: out of you kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now for my next question, now this is I'm, I'm going out of the wrestling world and we're going to talk about like kind of like real life. So tell me something about yourself that has nothing to do with wrestling that you're really proud of or, you know, it could be a hobby, um, just anything like what about you like you're just really proud of?
1: Um, so, actually, like I do outside of wrestling, I train judo. So, like, I'm a green belt in judo. Um, and I also actually obtained my personal training certification and going for my nutritionist certificate. So, outside of wrestling, I'm like a personal trainer and nutritionist.
0: Okay. That's really cool. And I could definitely get some tips on nutrition. Yeah. I'm, I have a really bad <laughs> diet and I'm trying to get healthier and stuff like that. And there's a, there's a few wrestlers I've had on my show. They've like talked about like a lot about nutrition. I'm like, I need to start like talking to you more. Cause like, I, I really need to learn more. about <laughs> I, I think I saw something on your bio on Twitter about like the judo thing. So I like, I think yeah. I, kinda, I, I was going to ask about that anyway, and you perfect, you brought it up. So how did you get into that?
1: Um, so when I first started at Battle Arts Academy, Anthony was actually telling us that it's so important to cross train while you're a wrestler so that you can basically get like more knowledge of like wrestling moves and stuff. So I basically dipped my my like feet inside judo and then I was like a little skeptical of it and I didn't know if I was gonna like it or not. But then like the moment I started doing it, I was like, this is fun. And then um, fast forward, like a like I think two years in I obtained my green belt so it was like it was kind of cool and then if you look in some of my matches like you can see some of the judo throws and some of the submissions like in judo that like I do and during a match and it's just it helped me overall with like my skills with wrestling and just like my footwork and everything so
0: yeah, exactly, because it could, it could be, like, another element that you add to your repertoire of, you know, wrestling stuff. And Because I know there's a wrestler I had on my show, like, two or three months ago, Janai Kai. She does karate and martial arts. Yeah. So, it was like, she kind of uses that as her character. And I've I seen, like, plenty of wrestlers who, like, have those additional skills, and they use that to you know you know in the ring and like Brock Lesnar like he'll do UFC moves because he actually knows you know he's done MMA and stuff like that so I, th- I think that's a really cool thing that like you said it's good the cross yeah. screen and stuff like that so um is like I, this may be a dumb question but with judo like you mentioned that you just obtained your green belt recently is yeah. that um is it like karate with the same colors and stuff like that like is black belt like the highest you can go
1: Um, So I believe the black belt is the highest you can go and I believe for judo you have to take a test like an Ontario test but I think the colors are so you start off with white that you're given and then you go yellow orange um, green blue brown and I think it's red I'm not too sure I think because red is like below the sensei so.
0: Gotcha. Do you have plans on getting to the black belt eventually.
1: Um, I was hope like hopefully I was like hoping that like I could obtain my black belt but then COVID happened where I was like I was hoping to get my blue belt but then like it basically stopped everything so like we're not even able to train in like our dojo or nothing like because of COVID so like hopefully when COVID's all done I can get all the, the rest of the belts and then like be like a full black belt in judo to help with my wrestling.
0: And like, how long does the process take to go from belt to belt? Is there like a time frame where you have to train or is it kind of, you just have to like pass like certain tests and all?
1: Um, so I believe it's like, it took me to get my green belt at least two years of training in um, battle arts. I don't know if it was like, if it's different per sensei, but I know that Anthony was my sensei and it basically took me like a couple months to like get each belt. So, like, within two years, I went from a white belt to a green belt. So, like, in that kind of time frame.
0: Gotcha. See, I didn't know if, like, in between belt you had to train for, like, six months, regardless of how good you are. Like, you had to do it for a certain amount of time. Or if it was just kind of, like, you pass these tests and you get it, like, kind of thing. So, I I never knew how it worked. I never really thought to ask until now. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty interesting. So, now um, I got two more questions for you. Now, okay, no this one is Indies wrestling, and the other one's kind of like a you know the WWE kind of question. Um, so now for this question, yeah. what are some of your most desired opponents that are currently in the Indies that you really want to go toe to toe with?
1: Um, I know I like had a tag team match with Allison K, but I would love to have like a singles match with her. Like that would be amazing. Um, I would also like for like the Indies women's um. This is hard because there's so many, but I would love to like wrestle like anyone like in like AEW or like Lucha Underground or like Impact. I think even Havoc, like I would love to have a match with Havoc that those are one of the dream matches for the Indies.
0: Now, for this next question, it's this is similar because, you, know, you know, you I wanted to make sure that I kind of had access in two different forms. So now the next question, if you were given the opportunity to wrestle at WrestleMania and you could pick any opponent on the planet, any promotion, who would you want to go in the ring with?
1: I would actually choose Becky Lynch because I know that she's like a really great worker. And, like, I would actually love to go toe-to-toe with Becky Lynch at WrestleMania or even Asuka. Like, Asuka is, like, one of my inspirations because she was trained by Toy, and Toy actually was training us at Battle Arts for a bit. So it would be amazing to go, like, one-on-one with, like, her same type of style because we were trained in the same style. So that would be great.
0: And that's funny you mentioned them both because I know they had their on-and-off feuds throughout the years as well, and they had some great matches.
1: Yeah.
0: Would you add like a stipulation to that match um, or would you just want it to be just a plain old, you know, regular singles match?
1: Um, I would actually want to put like a submission match because since like with Oscar, especially since like she was trained with Toy and I know Toy like teaches us so many submissions that it would just be an overall great match and learning experience because there'd be so many submissions just thrown around. It would just be a great chaining wrestling match like I think.
0: That would be that. That sounds really fun. That would be really fun in general to see. Like, I don't know if they've done anything like that recently with the women, like an I quit match or a submission match or something like that. Like, from my knowledge, I can't remember the last time they've done something like that. But in general, that'd be really fun to see with the women.
1: Yeah. That would be great.
0: Exactly. So, um, Amy Crimson. So I have to thank you so much for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. That was a really fun interview. And I, and I, and the part of the reason why I like adding the question about like non-wrestling related stuff is because I like the learn about, you know, different things because you'd be surprised, like the kind of things that you yeah. say, and then I get to add or ask additional questions to that. And it's like, I, you know, yeah. I get educated. Everyone listening gets educated. And I think it's always really fun learning about different things and like yeah. MMA, judo, stuff like that. It's always um, something I'm not too familiar with. So it's always nice learning, you know, yeah, like that. So do you want to share your social media so all the listeners know where to find you?
1: Um, so all my social medias are all the same. Um, if you're looking for me on TikTok, it's Amy Crimson XOXO. Um, Instagram, Amy Crimson XOXO, and then Twitter, the same thing. And then if you guys want to check up on my YouTube, majority of my matches are on um, my Amy Crimson page. So if you just search up Amy Crimson Wrestling, you should be able to find majority of my matches. And I also have a Facebook page if you guys want to check it out.
0: All right, everyone. Make sure you follow Connected. Amy Crimson on everything. I will put the links to all those um social media platforms on the bio. Um, and I have to mention that you're the first wrestler to mention that you have a TikTok, and I'm like really happy to hear that because I know TikTok <laughs> is getting really popular, and I feel like more people need to get into it. And, and I feel like not enough wrestlers have it yet, so I think that's really cool to see that you, you know you have that and that you're utilizing that and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: gotta use what you got
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> and um yeah and everyone also make sure you give us a subscribe on youtube follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok and uh, thank you all again for tuning in and thank you amy for joining us today on o face wrestling okay bye everyone